It's been six years of podcasting, and without our sponsors, we wouldn't be able to bring these podcasts to you. So I want to thank today's sponsors. And first off, we have the Pretentious Pickle Company of 190 Water Street in Plymouth. Uh, If you haven't had a chance to get down there, uh, go down and check out what they make. They have everything pickled you can imagine from uh, pickled beets to carrots to mushrooms to onions to Brussels sprouts and cauliflower. They even have pickled um, uh, or pickled flavor cotton candy, I should say. They make it fresh there every day, and you can go in there and check out what they have to offer. And if you're not in the Plymouth area, you can go to pretentiouspickle.com and check out what they have to offer there as well, and they will ship it out to you. Their stuff is delicious. You should check it out. And uh, they are big fans of ours, and we are big fans of theirs. So thank you to the Pretentious Pickle Company for sponsoring today's episode. And our second sponsor today is Moonrise Cinemas. Moonrise Cinemas is a new drive-in in Plymouth. Uh, right on the Plymouth-Kingston line. They're located at 428 Court Street in Plymouth, Mass. And they offer a great selection of movies. You can go. It's very family-friendly. I went and checked out The Goonies there. They've had Marvel movies, a wide variety of stuff. And they're really starting to expand. They have had uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This coming year, they're doing music on thursday nights on wednesdays are going to be 420 friendly events so make sure you check out what they have to offer uh, moonrisecinemas.com it's a great venue they have a beer garden they have uh their own food their food's phenomenal and they're bringing back their french toast which i'm very excited about uh, so make sure you check out what they have to offer, moonrisecinemas.com. And if you use in code INEBRIART when purchasing tickets, you'll get 10% off. So make sure you go to moonrisecinemas.com to get your tickets for movies, concerts, and more. And use code INEBRIART for 10% off on your purchase. And now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriate. This is Andy of your Inebriate podcast, as always. Um, I'm joined today by a, a musician. Um, I feel like we haven't had a musician in a little while, although it could be my imagination. Um, Danielle Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Not too bad. Um, so I would, it's so weird because when I was a kid, like there were classifications of music and there was like four, and everyone fit into those four. I would feel like to describe yours would be singer songwriter. Cause that seems to be a description now, yeah. which I find weird to as a descriptor for music, because most musicians are songwriters of some kind. Um, yeah. Is, is that kind of what you always shot for? Or were you interested in other types of music? Like how did you end up here? Um, I think you know, when I was young, I wanted to be Taylor Swift. That was the biggest thing for me. That was my goal kind of thing. Okay. I was like 12 years old and I was like, you know, she writes songs and plays guitar and stuff. And, and I think I could do that. That looks like fun. 
So I kind of just picked up a guitar, started writing and just kind of went from there. And I, I grew up on a dairy farm my whole life. And, you know, so country kind of just fit that mold. And I like the idea of um, storytelling too. So it all kind of just fell into place like that. I, I don't think I ever really thought too much into it. And even now still like just the way I write a song, I just hear how I want the song to sound and, it's usually country <laughs> sometimes it's pop and whatever but for the most part like i love the songwriting aspect of it and stuff yeah it, when you're writing songs you described it as storytelling do you find there's a specific type of story that you like to tell in your songs i think the story can always be different there's definitely a lot of songs i write that you know the story is very stupid um you could say but <laughs> why, why for the so? most part um, like I have a song called stupid shit and it's just oh, like okay. a dumb yeah. song, like about whatever, but <gasps> my what? video. Oh, you did freeze. I can still hear you though. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, let me just switch. I think it's my camera dive. We're going to switch to poor quality. Here we go. Sure. sure. Here it comes. <gasps> Hi. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do my webcam. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the oh, stupid shit songs that I write. Yeah. yeah, I just I don't know. I just kind of write about whatever I'm feeling about. So the stories can be really anything, and I feel like they change constantly too. Like, yeah, my favorite songs always turn out to be the ones though that are like telling a story from start to finish. Those ones always seem to be just ones that I personally love. Do you find? you have to be like in a specific mood to kind of write your music. Like for instance, I, I've talked to some people where they use whatever their art form to kind of deal with tough moments in life. So it's almost like as things get better, they get less productive. Like is there, or is it reverse? Yeah. I mean, when I first started out, it was fun. It was all for fun and it was all, you know, oh, I am inspired to write this song or this guy did this thing and oh, that'd be a good song. And I thought of this idea on the school bus type deal. And now that I've chosen it kind of as a career, now it's kind of turned into the idea of like, well, I should write a song if I want to have a good, if I want to have a song, I should sit down and write a song. And especially with the way that the industry is, you know, now you have to be a social media, you know, guru and you have to, mm -hmm have you know youtube videos and instagram and tiktok and you know work on your craft work on your songwriting your guitar playing your piano like the list goes on and on and on you have to look right like there's all these things that now add up into being like an artist so songwriting has to be something that i have to schedule into my day because if i'm not scheduling it into my day like you know i'm looking for something that i need to be inspired by and that's not going to happen all the time you know so it's just become a different way of songwriting basically is what i would say yeah it's, it's it's funny i feel like every professional artist has to or, or creative person of any kind has to come through that realization where you started doing because you love it and you still do love it but you have to make it your job like you have yeah. to work at it and yeah how do you kind of keep it from feeling like work and still love i'll be it? honest 
it's not it's not like something that i mastered like i'm not gonna sit here and act like i have it all together or whatever but i i definitely have even more now so i would say a big struggle of sitting down and writing songs especially when you're releasing music mm-hmm. because i have this thing in my head that's like while you're writing as you know you're writing now for the masses in a way so you're trying to not have that but then it's also in your head as well while you write so i find that to be something so difficult that i'm struggling with right now of just trying to just sit down write a song and just have it be good and have it be how i want it to be because there's so many other voices and so many more opinions and stuff now after i've released music of you know labels looking for a single or whatever it might be so it's yeah it's now a, a thing of just trying to <laughs> trying to just even write something that yeah. i can be proud of yeah it it is it, fascinating and like i'm not going to pretend that i have any kind of clout at all but you know you always see these stories about celebrities being jerks or short tempered and you kind of get even your foot in the door at all and you realize been like maybe they were just having a bad day. Like I've had bad days and you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you don't necessarily want to, you know, I, I, I'm very happy today. So don't take it. But like there's days where I've recorded the podcast where I have to be like, okay, game face. Like let's, let's put this yeah. on. Um, yeah. So like, I can't imagine when you're, you're in a spotlight like that. I mean, have you experienced that kind of like, recognition where you're like oh not today i just want to do my grocery shopping or like have you gotten to that no, point? no i'm not i'm not at that point just yet um i definitely appreciate anyone who has anything to say nice i guess yeah as long as they're nice but there have been times i worked as a server like basically my whole adult life so there have been times when i've um been like serving and somebody knows who I am and they're like, oh, like I heard your song on the radio. I don't know who you are. I follow you on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, awesome. I'm so sorry all your food is cold and this and that. And that. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. It's the back of house. It's like not it. my fault. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I don't like it. When I'm like, I will get this remade for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I can relate some, I, I work with a lot of people in the, in the restaurant industry. So it's, yeah, it's, it's It's a a whole lifestyle. Yeah. Um, but it does kind of attract creative types. I know lots of musicians that work in it and, um, because it gives them some flexibility to, to make money when they're not making money on the road or whatever. Um, no, it's definitely the easiest thing to do. And it's like, so flexible too. Yeah. I need I need today off so I can go play a show and it's it's no problem, right? So that's why I've kind of always kept it. Have you been uh, doing any kind of touring at all right now? And, and I don't know where what it's like where you are with COVID <laughs> restrictions and whatnot. We're in we're in BC, so like we're still shut down. Our province isn't moving anything just yet, really. So um, no tour dates for now, but it, hopefully it's... hopefully something. Yeah, it's so yeah. weird because it's so all over the road. I've talked with people who have full tours planned. I've talked with others who are like, "Oh, I guess I'm just going to have to tour like the southern states," and the and you know because they don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's been 
it's been rough. Did you find it was a blessing where like you had more time on your hands to write and, and, and record music or were you kind of like myself, being um, a visual artist, I had, especially in early COVID, I, I just lost all interest in creating anything. And I just binged wash things. I think I did the same thing. Yeah, I think I think I found it really difficult, honestly, because I had just actually signed my record deal and I was actually set to go start recording my EP literally the day everything locked down in Canada. So for me, it was yeah. So for me, it was more of a a bust in my eyes. I was like, I like everything I've worked for. It's finally here. And then it was like, no, never mind. And it seems to happen with a lot of things that I do. And I think it's just God playing these little tricks on me. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's still going on. So it's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to navigate through and it's hard to try and stay positive. But I think it's all that I can do. And I think there's a reason everything happens. So just trusting in that. And did did it completely de- derail uh your EP like did you kind of lose that contract or did it just kind of postpone things no 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 no. everything just kind of got postponed I mean I don't think anyone really knew how to navigate in that whole you know in the industry at that time so it all just kind of got postponed I got to do it later in the fall and the EP is coming out I think next month actually on the 22nd so we're finally there but you know that's been two years in the process and 10 years of writing so it it's nice to finally have it all going and we're kind of figuring out like that you know this might not ever go away or it might not go away for a while so just learning how to how to do things through that um has now kind of become the new normal and i think social media has become just like a huge light source of how to get your music out there and do things too yeah um we were last actually i think it was this time last year um around here musicians still weren't able to play out so we were live streaming music um kind of the local musicians and putting up like oh, their cool. venmo so people could like donate to them um yeah have you done like the whole live stream thing or are you i've never done the live stream thing i usually do just you know posting stuff i think i've done some live stream things through other like companies and stuff i've mm-hmm. done like events that other people host but i've never like personally live streamed i personally don't usually tune into people's live streams (laughs) so i always think if i don't really care to watch it why would i do it and i personally i think you know i think there's good things that come out of live streaming and i think it works really well for a lot of artists but i also think we're at this state right now like especially with tiktok that everyone has just this short term attention span of just like give me what I want now. And then like, that's it. I'm done with that type deal. And that's just, I like that vibe too. I'm very like ADD in that way. So I like to just, you know, here it is instead of being like, okay, we're just going to wait for some people to get on here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just never been my thing, but I think it works really well for other people. Yeah. It was an interesting experience because, um, it was technically, you know, you want to put forward the best music you can and live streaming is not the best way to put your music out there because, you know, a little hiccup, like, you know, your camera freezes. Yeah. 
Oh know, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's always something. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of, it gives you a, a different experience from watching because you get to kind of look, like interact with the performer as they're playing. Yeah. You know? So that, that was kind yeah. of a cool thing. I should try it, I guess. I can't not oh, I'll, I'll, try it. I've never, I mean, I've never technically done it. So, yeah. um, so your, your EP is coming out next month. You're not sure if you're going to be able to tour. Yeah. Does that mean you're going to yeah. be working on more videos? Cause you have quite a, quite a, um, a, a YouTube channel going on there. Oh, I guess maybe I, I feel like I've been so inactive on that thing, but we released a music video, which is really cool. I think, I don't know what the plan is for the EP. Honestly, I don't even think I'm supposed to say that it's coming out yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like I just, I we'll just make sure that gets, day. uh, edited out this won't go for a while oh okay yeah i'm not worried about it i'm really not i'm not like famous it's not like there's people that are like winston (laughs) this thing coming out no one cares so um yeah i don't know what the idea is behind it or what we're gonna do i'd love to do some type of little thing you know around the nation but i don't know if it's even possible so i always like shoot for the stars i want to try i want to meet people i want to go out i want to connect with people like that's that's what i love to do i love people i'm a really big people person and that's being kind of a struggle of the last couple years is not having that Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's that's something i'd love to do and hopefully something i can do in this this coming year here so when you perform do you like to perform smaller rooms because you can connect with the the audience easier do you have a preference i mean I can't really, I'm not in a spot where like, there's been a couple of shows I've actually played recently where people know my songs and they know the words and stuff. And that's so cool. And it's so cool to see that looking out in the audience and people that know you and care. But for the most part, the shows that I've played in the past are always, you're just playing for the, you're just playing for whoever's at the beer garden or whoever's Mm -hmm. hanging out or whatever. So I don't know that I can even give it, give an answer to like playing stadium. I've never I've never played big, huge shows, you know, so I can't, I don't think I can even answer, answer the question. I just like to play. I just love to perform. I love a good audience. I love people that are there for a good time. Really. That that is. um, So where I am, we have, there's about, I don't know, 40 bars and restaurants within a a mile strip of two streets. Yeah. And they have music. Most places have music two or three nights a week. And, you know, uh, musician friends are always kind of, you know, they, they have the ones who can really engage your room, but then there's that, like you kind of said, you know, there's people there where you're kind of, you're playing in the beer garden and they're there for the beer. Yeah. Um, and you're just there. Yeah. And yeah. How do you, how do you stay engaged in that? Like if you're not getting that oh. kind of feedback from, the audience i think i think it's a lot of learning lessons it's it really is there's a lot of shows there's one show i played and um my brother was there he's the only person i knew that was there he traveled with me to the gig and um no one was clapping when i'd finished the song and that is that's the most painful painful thing because the song ends and you're like all right, this next one. <laughs> Did anyone <laughs> even <I> notice? <laughs> and, you're yeah. like, and you're like awkwardly like tuning, like no one claps and then you're like tuning up your guitar and you're just like, 
sitting there. <laughs> You're like, okay, here we go. And it's just like the most, it's just a strange, strange environment. And you try and engage with people. That's the biggest thing is like, if I see anyone like, look at me, I'll like, look at them and be like, yeah, like, here we go. <laughs> and like, try and get them engaged. But oh, it's so it's really hard. You know, there's sometimes when you're just like, this, this is just going to be what this is. This is just how we're going to go with it. But yeah, yeah there's, I favorite. mean, the positive thing is there's always someone at the end that will like, be like, that was great. So like, there are people paying attention and stuff, which is nice. But yeah, it can, it can be painful. <laughs> My favorite is the kind of the, the building applause, like, you know, friends might be playing whatever. And, you know, whether I'm there intentionally or, or to see them or, or just happen to be there, you know, they stop playing a song and like, you know, one or two people like will start clapping and then other people are like, oh, right, the song's over. And, you know, right, kind of yeah. like builds, yeah. you know. Um, no, that never happened. I lectured my brother and I was like, listen, when the song ends, you clap. Just, just start it, just <laughs> yeah. start it and it'll go, please. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Um, so, in those gigs, do you play just your original stuff or do you play like covers? Because I feel like covers tend to come um, attention more. Yeah, it's usually a mix of both because I usually do about 50-50, sometimes a bit more of my songs, depending what, what the venue is, what they're asking for. But um, for the most part, I like to do covers because I just know from the shows I go to, when I go watch somebody that I don't know who they are or what they do, I like to hear songs that you know, I know like, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's just, it's nice to hear both, but it is nice to, I feel like it holds people's engagement more especially when you're playing for a crowd that's just there to drink and, you know, they're not there to discover new music. It's not like they were there on purpose. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. It reminds me, and this goes years. I can't remember who, who said this to me one time and we we're talking about, um, it was some like small local soda company and he's like, and they had a bunch of weird flavors. He's like, no, try the root beer. I'm like, why? And I'm like, don't you want to try? He's like, no, because you know what root beer should taste like. He's like, so you know if they did a good job. So it's like one of those, like, if you like yeah. that that song that they know that's gonna like kind of trigger that, like, hey, I know this song, I know what it's supposed to sound yeah. like. Now I'm paying attention. Yeah, exactly. So always going to the covers. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there like a dreaded cover up in Canada? Like down here, it's Wagon Wheel. Where for some reason uh -oh. everybody wants to play it or wants to hear it, but nobody really wants to hear it at the same time. Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean wagon wheel sounds accurate, I guess. <laughs> um I, I just wasn't say, sure if it was a regional thing. No, I don't know. Wagon wheel's not like a super I don't know that I hear people actually sing it that much. But I would say like I don't even know. Maybe like I would say more like classics, like don't play don't stop believing please like i think that's like <laughs> the big one i'm using that one other uh, other than that i don't know i'll probably think of something later and be like oh that, yeah. that one's uh, uh, I heard a fr friend of mine uh jeff rosen will always play and, and take requests and someone inevitably shouts out nickelback and he goes i'll play it and you're gonna sing it because you don't realize how much you like nickelback and Every time he does, the so bar <laughs> ends up singing with him. And it's like, I think yeah. it's just like cool to shit on them. I think people actually enjoy I don't get it. Yeah. It was before my time, technically. Like, I was never, I was too young, I think, to even like be on the I hate Nickelback bandwagon. But also, um, the guy that owns my label, 
is Nickelback, so I can't. <laughs> he's what? <laughs> you say he's in Nickelback? Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> I'm not sitting on Nickelback. I just <laughs> yeah. So I it's I'm so out. weird. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. No. Don't. Yeah, no. I I was actually no, no. pro Nickelback. Sorry. Yeah. Love them. <laughs> <laughs> love them. That's so funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you mentioned playing uh, a beer garden. Is that like a, a big thing up up where you are? Are there like clubs, or is it mostly like the brewery type thing? No, I mean, breweries are everywhere here. There's yeah. a brewery on every corner in this town, it feels like. And same with like wineries, they're everywhere. But um, no, breweries just ran. It was some random gig I played. I went out to Toronto and played, and their like openers were at like the stadium part. And then I was just like at the little, a little side stage thing, which is cool. It was great. It was a fun trip, but. Um, you just need those claps in between <laughs> to, break, <laughs> to break that awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, to kind of get back to the, the, the writing of the music, when you're writing, do you kind of work from the lyrics first? Do you kind of come up with a, a tune on a guitar? Like how, how do you kind of, what's your process like? It's funny because it's such a common question to ask people that. And I never... I've never really had like a set answer because I don't think there's a set way to write a song. It's like, it's the strangest, it's the strangest thing. Like number one, it's so strange to sit down and be like, I can write a song because I've always thought it's strange. Like when I watch a movie, I'm like, how did someone write like Dana enters the room and like writes all this stuff out and writes out like what's happening and all this stuff. It doesn't make any sense to me. I've never understood how people do that. So I guess it's, you know, kind of the same deal, but I don't think there's any set way I, um, I know like a lot of people have this idea that you need to write the course and if the course is good then like keep going but I I think I always usually start from like the first verse and then go from there I think that's usually how I do it but I think it can be different every time I don't know it's and it I don't know if it's even words or melody it can be either and I do all my songwriting for the most part with my brother mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the time he'll just send me a voice note and then we'll just riff off that and go from there. And it's funny because we always have different ideas. Like he sent me an idea the other day. He's like, talks about it for like five minutes. He's like, this is going to be called the hot dog song and blah, 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 blah. And the whole time listening to this voice note, I'm like, I don't want anything to do with whatever this is. <laughs> and I ended up being good, but he just says the word hot dog like somewhere in the song. Yeah. So like it's not even it's not even that. But um yeah, so just kind of took his concept there and then I like he has all these blanks and stuff and I'm filling them all in, whatever. He's like, No, I didn't think the song to be like that at all. I was like, Oh weird, that's the only way I saw the song being is like this way. So it's so funny like how co writing works even of how how to even take ideas into different places and people have just different viewpoints on things and yeah, that's that's a whole other concept too, right? So And that's my favorite part of working like collaboratively where someone will be like, Oh, what about this? And they'll be like, Oh, I you know, I didn't see it that I never yeah. thought of that or, you know, yeah. I think it really makes for a far more interesting product of whatever kind it is. Cause it, 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 it brings in ideas that you would never have and then you can add to them. And, you know, it, it's, it's yeah. way more fun, I think. 
Oh yeah, it's super nice, especially when I'm doing it with my brother. I'm so comfortable to just, you know, say I hate that idea, and he can do the same <laughs> as me. It's so nice. Like, idea. You're you, stupid. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to an extent, sure. Yeah. But you know, I've done those trips to Nashville where you're like in a room and you're like, I need out of here. I can't. I can't do this. Like, I don't like any of these ideas. Or like, or like, I've written with people that are like 80 years old <laughs> they're like, i remember being like oh yeah kind of like old dominion let's write something like that and like who's that <laughs> <There's> number one <laughs> all right i'm not on your side country. anymore I'm not, not on your right side now. anymore i don't know nope. i don't nope. know I'm, so I'm on, yeah <laughs> i'm on their side because i it's like the number of times i put on like a radio station they're like oldies i'm like oldies this was on when i was in high school and it just like sets me off but um oh my God. so it, obviously your brother's music music musical too um is your whole family like into music or is that like how did um we we all grew up um doing like some type of music thing like me and my little sister did piano my mom and then like my older siblings did guitar so we all kind of had like some type of musical knowledge that was something that our parents kind of um had us all take when we were younger uh but my brother like he would never perform a song for you. Like he would never like sing. Like that's he's not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> like he's not. Like no, he's not a singer. He's a great. He's great at writing lyrics, and he's great with like melodies and stuff. You know, he's a great songwriter. Um. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. That's that's the extent of the musical abilities. And even myself. Oh my gosh. Like, I wouldn't even say I'm great now, but like I was really bad. I was really bad. It's so funny because people will say like, you're so talented. It's like, I don't think I'm talented. I think I worked really, really hard for a really, really long time and played a lot of really, really bad shows with really bad vocals, with really bad guitar. And then just over time, you know, just kept working on it and developing and even growing. And the older you get to, the more you learn. And yeah, I think I it, it's, I hate it's the word talent. Funny. Yeah, I don't. Absolutely I've never it. liked it. Yeah. It's hard to use a different word, though. I get. I so I kind of understand that, but yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's a. It's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. People. Um, I have a daughter, and, and uh, she's a visual artist too. And people be like, "Oh my god, she's so talented!" And I'm like, "Yeah, she's very skilled." <laughs> you know? How old is she? Uh, she's just about to turn eighteen. Um, oh wow! Okay, nice. Yeah. So she's uh, getting ready to go to college. She's going to be in uh, take graphic design. And, okay. um, but yeah, it, it's talent to me <laughs> just makes people feel like, oh, you woke up one day and could do this. And you'd be like, no. Yeah. I, yeah. I sacrificed I, so much to be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think there are people that are talented. I think there are people that are just like naturally athletic or whatever, but they're, it you get to a point where you can be naturally good till you have to actually, you know, yeah. work on it more and, and, and develop and things more. And there's certain things that I think are genetic, like athletes. I mean, that's, that's kind of a genetic, a yeah. genetic thing, but to be like, you know, if you're playing hockey to be a good playmaker, that's not genetic. That's yeah. You learned and you practice. Yeah, totally. um, so, with the new album coming out um, where everything's still, are you going to do like an album release or? Um, we'll like probably do something. Party or something. I don't... Yeah, we'll probably do something. I'm not really sure. We actually had my song take me back came out 
two weeks ago, I think. So we had a big bonfire at the farm with all of our like close friends and family and stuff. So that was really fun. So maybe something like that again, or I don't know. But it was it was also freezing cold. So <laughs> hopefully it'll be warmer in April. It was like minus one or something like that. So. Oh geez, okay, that is that's Canadian. Minus cold. one Canadian. Yeah. yeah. That's so I don't know what that is for you, but um yeah, it's it'd still be cold here. So <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. But we get weird weather, so it'll be spring one day and then minus in the next. But um, oh yeah, where can our listeners go to find the album when it comes out? I think it'll be on all streaming, everything you know. Yeah, YouTube, Spotify. Do they, do they still Apple. make CDs? Like, is that we're making it? We're making a CD. We're making okay. a CD, and we're also going to make a vinyl. If the vinyl is all back ordered due to COVID, but we're going to make vinyl. Because that'd be cool. Just I feel like cool. vinyl is less surprising than someone putting out a CD nowadays. Yeah, right? Strange, because like vinyl I need a CD for my grandpa though. <laughs> <laughs> I need one just for my grandpa. Uh, all right, I hate this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yes, cars don't even. My husband's car doesn't even have a CD player in it. Like they don't even. They don't uh, even promote. Mine doesn't either. Yeah, mine doesn't either. Yeah, yeah. I, you have to go out and buy a CD player. My son took up um, saxophone a few years ago and I wanted for Christmas, I was going to get him like um, a bunch of CDs from bands that I liked that had saxophone in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, kind of like making a list of stuff. And then I'm like, huh. And I text my ex-wife. I'm like, does he have a way to play a CD? And she's like, no. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm the jerk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it'll be just a cute little piece of art for people to <laughs> put on the floor of their car. Well, I'm That's sure your, really your, your grandpa will like yeah. it. That's cool. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, where can our listeners go to uh, find you on social media and all, all the promotional um, addresses that they need for that sort of thing? Hi, I'm Danielle Ryan and you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Danielle Ryan music on all platforms. My Twitter is Danielle music underscore. But my Twitter also is somewhat irrelevant. <laughs> I like I haven't used Twitter in maybe I don't know since I was ten years probably. Like I I haven't been on there, and I made like my first tweet in maybe a year or so, and I couldn't even find the compose compose a tweet button. <laughs> it took me a really long time because it changed the app. It's so funny. <laughs> I, was ju- I was just interviewing an actress, and um, they said that. Uh, they were on Twitter and I'm like, really? Why? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it's just a place. And all I do is like post the thing so that I posted from Instagram. Yeah. On, on this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I posted on this thing. Check it out from this thing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it, I don't know. And you can also um, apparently say as much as you want on Twitter now too. Like there's no limit. Yeah, Remember you used to have to do like, Oh, you know, right, right, right. Number, so like number two and like use, yeah. cause you were trying to meet that word count. Yeah. like yeah. 180 characters or something like that yeah yeah it was so limited but yeah i don't i mean i'm on it just to promote stuff and i don't know why <laughs> like i don't know if it works but i still do it so it's it's yeah right maybe i'll just stop yeah um <laughs> but that's pretty much it man thanks for uh coming on chat no it's good chatting with you yeah yeah thank um, you for having me no problem anytime uh we hope the best of luck for your your uh ep when it comes out um whether we can say that again or not 
<laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, All promote right. it. Twenty second. All right. Uh, yeah. Twenty second of April because I think this will actually go up in April, so that'll make a lot of sense. It'll be relevant. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, feel free to l- let us know whenever you're promoting stuff, or if you you know come on tour, we'll get you back on. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on here too. I really appreciate you supporting new artist yeah man that's the best all right thank you so much and our listeners we'll catch you guys again next week all right thank you bye Bye. and thanks for checking out the show today listeners uh if you enjoyed the content today you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show you can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out you can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.